0: Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. You know, when we talk about the word empire, um, a lot of people think of the word legacy. And, and, and legacy is something that's passed down from generation to generation. Some people think of the word Inheritance. And when I say the word empire, your mind automatically just begins to think. Well, I know what he's going to be talking about. He's going to talk about how to leave a legacy, how to how to leave like an inheritance to the next generation. Well, um, somewhat like that, but completely different. Because as we were going into this series, God just began to really show me some things um, that is different than legacy. It's different than inheritance. This word empire implies. So much more than than just those words that we're familiar with and we use a lot. Because here's what I would just give you. One of the foundational differences is um, when someone leaves an inheritance, they leave something for someone and that person doesn't have to do anything. They just have to receive it. So we are not just called to be heirs of an inheritance. We're not called just to receive something from someone else. But we are called to build. The difference between empire and inheritance is with an empire, we have to build an empire. In inheritance, we just receive what someone else has already built. And I believe that God has called you and he's called me to be builders. He's called this church to be builders. He's called us to be a church in the city of Miami. To build some things in Miami. To build some hope in Miami. Come on, are you with me 12 o'clock? To build some power. To build some destiny. To build some purpose, to build some deliverance, to build some breakthrough. I believe that God has called you and I to not just be receivers, but to be builders and givers. But the mindset of our culture is that we just want something that we haven't earned or worked for. The mindset in our culture is that we just watch out for ourselves, don't we? Come on, you know it's true. Like, like, I just got to get enough to provide for for my family. I just got to do this to make sure I'm good for next week. I got to make sure that I've got enough to pay my rent for next month. And that's good, like, yes. But what if that's not all that there is? What if your employer and you're receiving from your employer is not all that there is? Or your business owner, what if your clients are not the ones that you're receiving from them from some service you give? But but what if your life has a kingdom purpose and you didn't even know it? Or maybe you've been in church for a while and, and what if, watch this, what if the church is not even for us? What if Brave Church, God has called us to be a church that is for the people who aren't even here yet? What if, come on, I had this epiphany this week. I was in my car. What if we are supposed to gather on Sunday at the 12 o'clock hour? Not so that we can receive what Pastor David has built in his time alone with God. But we are supposed to come in at 12 o'clock and together we are called to build purpose and vision that every one of us came into this room with a brick that says, I came with my brick, I came with my brick and someone over there says, I came with my... And when we collectively bring it all together, we are building the kingdom purpose in Miami to push back darkness, to put... Oh, come on, are you with me today? To say to the devil, you cannot rule and reign in my family. You you can't do it because because here's what I know. Um, The title of today's message, if you're taking notes, write this down. Um, God wants to give us an empire state of mind. He wants to to do something in our minds today. What's crazy, this is my third time preaching this and so far today, both services I've preached The message has gone a total different way. And so I'm just kind of anxious to know what God's going to do today because it's landed differently the last two services. It actually kind of chokes me up a little bit because because it's so incredible how I can prepare words but then God comes in, anoints a man who is not perfect by the way but anoints a man and then God just begins to speak in a unique creative way and I already feel it, it's already different in the service there's already something in this, I just feel that somebody came in this room today with faith, somebody came into this room today expecting God to show up in their life somebody came here today desperate, in need of a breakthrough somebody came here today that said God, if you don't enter I don't know if I'm going to make it another day. There's something in this room. You see, Deuteronomy chapter six says this. Check this verse out. I'm going to come down here a minute. Put this verse up. Deuteronomy. Check this out. Deuteronomy says this. Love God, your God, with your whole heart. Everyone say whole. God wants you to love him with every part of you. I'm coming down here because I can't see you up there. I want to see your face for a minute. you have got to see your face for a minute. Love him with all that is in you. And love him with all that you've got. I love that because he goes, you're going to have to write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Check this out. Get them inside of you. But not just you. Come on, this is an empire state of mind. But once you get the word of God in you, church, then you've got to get them into your children. So if you're a parent here in the room today, your priority for coming to church is not just for you to receive from God, but I've got to pass this thing down to the next generation. Can I tell you, as a church, that's why this church today is not just for this generation, but we've got to be a church for the next generation. We've got to be a church that your teenagers come in and they're like, man, church is so boring. No, they come in and they're like, I love this place. God is real. God is powerful. There's a breakthrough for a grandmother, for a teenager, for a little child. That's what we're called to do. Oh, I love it because some of you are here and you're even sitting with your kids and you're beaming with a smile from ear to ear saying, thank God that the faith that is inside of you was already passed down into your children. Come on, if that's you today, you need to give God a shout of praise because that verse just came true for you. Oh, I love not just preaching the word of God, but preaching and seeing people saying, yep, that's true. That verse is true because the word of God got inside of me and now I see it getting inside of my kids. And there's some of you that are here and you're like, well, God's not inside of my kids and he's in me. Honey, don't you dare give up. You keep praying. You keep pressing. You keep believing. Oh, there's a breakthrough that is coming. Oh, you better believe. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. I got to calm down. I got to calm this thing down. Hold on. so then when you get it in you and your family I, say, I want you to talk about them talk about these things of God wherever you are oh I love this come on do you see already there's, there's, a, there's a mind shift Audie. something is shifting in our, when we have an empire state of mind church is not just a Sunday thing oh, well, come on you want to preach this here we go I love it. We're a preach back culture. Love that. Talk about them wherever you are. Come on, business owner. You talk about it with your employees. How to preach? Come on. How many of you know you could slide Jesus in anywhere? Sitting at home. How about that one? Come on, man. Where are you at? He says, I want you to talk about this thing that God is doing in your life. Whether you're at work, whether you're at school, when you're sitting at home, I want you to talk about God. God says, like, I want you to talk about me. I want you to just, uh, just brag about me to your kids. I want you to come home to your wife and come home to your spouse. Come home to your family and say, Man, I'm dead dog tired. Because, man, I just I served all day yesterday at church and I'm here and I worked all day today. But isn't God good? Isn't God faithful? Isn't God the strength of my heart? He says, I want you to talk about it in the street. That's why we give you the invite. Because while you're in Starbucks, while you're at the grocery store, he's like, I just want you to Find somebody. Talk about them. From the time you get up in the morning to the time you go to bed at night. Watch this. Tie, I love it. Each slide, it's like God gets more intense. Remember the first slide was like, hey y'all, how you doing today? And now by the third slide, God's like, tie them to your hands. Is God serious about this or what? Like, okay, Jesus, we get it. Put it on your forehead as a reminder. In other words, we're giving brave church tattoos on the foreheads in the lobby after church today. How many of you would get one if we were really doing it? Y'all are crazy. What is wrong with this church? I'm kidding, we're not doing that. Some of you would do it. (laughs) At Kindle, literally when I said that, they stood up and gave a standing ovation for Brave Lion forehead tattoos. I'm like, Jesus, we have work to do in this community. He says, it's time on your hands. Put it on your forehead as a reminder. Do you know what he's saying in biblical times? Here's literally what he would say. Here's what he's saying. In ancient times, when God would give a decree, God would say, here's the thing. I know you came to church on Sunday. Good. You're here. But God understood something. By Monday, if we're not so serious about this, what we learned today. So God says, listen, I'm so, so, I'm so serious about this. I'm so serious about your purpose. I'm so serious about you understanding. I've got such great things for you. I, I'm so serious that you need to know that your past is not a predictor of your future. In Jesus Christ, he's like, I'm so serious. I'm so serious that I've got more for you. I'm so serious that I want to bless you. I'm so serious that it's not over. I'm so serious that your failures are not a predictor of who you are. But you're going to forget about it. Because when you leave this room, how many of you know the world happens? Life happens. Our busy schedules happen. And we get so busy. That's why he says you got to talk about it everywhere you go. And for some of us, he said, like in ancient days, take this word of God and roll it up as a scribe. And I literally want you to tie it to your wrist. And then for the stubborn of the most stubborn in this room? He said, I want you to tie it to your forehead. Do you know why he did that? Because he knew we would forget that we are called to build. We would forget. We would forget our purpose. We would forget how much God loves us. Because some of you You're going to leave here and you're going to feel the loving arms of God wrap around you. But tonight, when you lay your head down on your pillow, you're going to replay in your mind all of the mess ups. And you're going to think you're not worthy enough. You're going to begin to think of all the reasons why those people will go with someone else and not you why those clients will sign a contract with your competitor and not you. Because you carry all those insecurities from your childhood. And you begin to forget that the Lord said that wherever you step your feet is your is ground that He's already given you. You have already forgotten. It's only Monday. It's not even Wednesday yet, but we've already forgotten that God said when you take a step into Monday, I've given you dominion and power and control and authority. And then on Tuesday, if you don't forget it, if you write it on your heart, if you put it on your Risk, if you will put it on your head you'll get to Thursday and Friday to realize I'm dominating so you can't forget you can't forget brave church he he understood it he understood that we would we would be pastors and you would be pastors because we're all pastors that we're all called to, to give our lives to serve humanity but he knew we would forget that Because everything else in culture tells us that everything else in life is about us. I mean America. The American dream. The American dream is all about me. Social media. It's all about me. And God comes in, and he says, how's that working out for you? But if you'll hear that I want to bless you, oh, and I will take one person in this room that will connect to God's destiny, and I will ignite a fire. And through your one life, come on, I'm talking to someone, you feel it resonate, someone in this room, your heart just began to speed up a little bit, that one person, and if you will just go all in, family, God says, I will build your life, I'll build your family, I'll build your future, I'll build your prosperity, but I'm going to build something else. I'm going to build other people through your life. You will be like a cornerstone, and from your one life, other people's lives will be built. Other people will find their hope and destiny. Other people will find their freedom. Other people, come on, if you want that in your life, give God a shout of praise. That's why Psalm 145 says, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power, which means this. Every one of us in this room has a responsibility to keep the echo of God going. Let me tell you, if your voice stops proclaiming the word of God, the echo stops. That's why it's so imperative that every one of us, that we have to shake ourselves of our mentality of the world and and the things of this world. And you've got to put on an empire state of mind knowing that your life does count. Your purpose cannot be wasted. We cannot afford for you or you or you or you or for me to live this life and to die one day and us not fulfill the purpose of God on our life. Because there's too much at stake, y'all. That's why it's so important that we hand the baton of faith off to the next generation. Because what we're doing is we're keeping the echo of God going. Sir, that's what you're doing with your kids. The the echo of God resounded in your life. You encountered God. But now when you're here and you're with your kids and you're seeing God doing great things in your kid's life, what you've done is you've passed the baton and now the echo is continuing. But what if that's not just for our family? What's What if that's for our church as well? What if we are called as a church to keep the echo of God going in Miami? That's what these invites are. These invites are saying, you know what? There's more people that need to hear about God. That's why I'm going to ask you. Come on. They say that the average church attender in Miami goes to church once every four weeks. 25% of the time. Listen, I'm just going to tell you. You cannot get breakthrough and live their purpose with that kind of record. You can't do it. It's impossible. Go to the gym once a month and see what happens. Trust me, I've tried it my whole life. (laughs) Try to eat right. Just one meal out of the 30 meals. Broccoli or brownies. Come on, somebody. That is like the constant struggle in my life. Chocolate or brownies? Chocolate or brownies? You know what I mean? here's the thing. Let me just kind of work this out a little bit because that can sound kind of like condemning. That's not my heart. That's not what I mean at all. I'm trying to pastor you for a moment. Sometimes I have to say difficult things that just don't feel good, but that's okay. I love you and I know you love me. I guess what I'm trying to say is this, is that the empire state of mind will frustrate you unless you go all into it. Because you will... You will hear about God. You'll hear about the power. You'll hear about the promise. But then because you're not experiencing, watch what the enemy does. Then he begins to convince you it's not real. Because we've convinced ourselves, well, I go to church once a month. I go to church every once. I've never gone to begin. I haven't even considered going to Brave Life. But I don't really, I don't know if God's for church or whatever. And just, you know, if God should be a part of my life. And what you didn't even realize, it's because you're frustrated because you've had a taste of God. But you haven't just dived into God. So God says this, you've got to hand the baton off. So my, I guess my, my question I'm asking you is this, what's living after you're gone? Wow. Wow. Amen. Can, can I just tell you, sir, handing your business off to the next generation, that's not what your kids really want. Amen. Me saying, hey, Natalia Britton, one day you could probably be a leader here at Brave Church. It's not even really what they want. You telling your grandkids, because how many of you know, like our grandkids are probably, your grandkids are probably going to run this place one day. That's a scary thought, right? (laughs) Some of you didn't even consider that because it's an empire state of mind thing. Some of you didn't even consider it because you thought, man, our family tree is so crazy, they can never be church leaders or a pastor, but what if? You know what the next generation is looking for? They're not looking for a bigger car, a nicer car. They're looking for an empire, state of mind, a kingdom purpose that they can land their life and interweave their life into. That's really what your kids, that's really what our city is looking for, It's purpose, it's destiny, it's something that is real in their life. You see, here's the reality. Everyone in this room, God wants to break some things off of you and every one of us, God wants to start something new inside of you. Every one of us, God wants to break something off of us. Today, I came here today as your pastor. Listen, God wants to break some stuff off of me today. I've been asking him, God, I know I'm the pastor of this thing, but I get it. I'm not perfect. I need you to break some stuff off of me. But I also know there's somebody here you would admit, man, you still need some stuff to be broken off of you. But, But God, I also know there's some things that you want to start inside of me today too. Come on, is there anybody here? You're like, God, I want you to start something in me today. I want you to start a new river of living water inside of me today. So, so, so here's, what, here's what I'm saying We're called to stop some things, but we're also called to start some things. And this series, we're going to dig some things out that will never resurface again. Come on, are you ready? Come on, I believe that God's going to dig some stuff out of us that will never resurface again. God's going to dig some stuff out that you pulled up from your family. You may have in your life because of your mom, because of your dad, because of your abuelo, because of someone else, but not with you. It stops with you. Come on. I'm just here to tell you today is the day that you say, I'm not going to pass this down to my kids. I'm not going to pass this down to my grandkids. I may have picked this habit up. I may have picked this, but generationally, I'm going to reverse the curse. Gonna break this thing. There have been some things in my family that had to be broken. This is why you gotta get to Brave Life, because we go there with this. You look at my last name, all that up and down the East Coast from New York to Miami for generations. Murder, prostitution, drugs, drug usage, drug dealing, prison, everything you can imagine. And one day it took one person in my family to say, I've got to get a different mindset, an empire state of mind. And all of a sudden they changed their mindset. And because of their decision, now I'm living blessed because of their decision. I'm not supposed to be here today, and neither are you. But you're here because of someone else's decision. Someone gave you an invite, someone told you, you need to come to church. My pastor is crazy. Some of you say, man, you need to come to enjoy the worship. Some of you are here because your parents brought you. Some of you are here because you brought your parents. Some of you are here because of someone else's decision. All I'm here to say is this. You have the choice. You have the power today. That as for this day forward, my family will have an empire state of mind. We're going to go a different direction. This family member is going here. We're going to swerve here. Because there's something new that is taking place in my life. It's an empire state of mind. Let me go as far as to say this. Many of you here, you're blessed today because of the decision that I've made. I'm not taking the credit for it. It's all God. But because of me being obedient, the decision to move my family back to Miami from Dallas, because of that decision, I've been able to lead this. And now you're here and you enjoy Brave Church because of the decision that I've made. And there are people in your life that are to you as you are to me. What people are in your life that are waiting for your blessing to take hold into their life? Because you come here, maybe because you enjoy the worship, you enjoy the dinner parties, you enjoy the message. But God's been changing your life because of someone else's obedience. Let me tell you, someone else is waiting for their life to come unglued. Someone else is waiting for the shackles to be broken. Someone else is waiting for a deliverance. Someone else is waiting for peace. And it's all contingent on, will you say, God, you can change my mind? Okay, so that's the first part of the message. <laughs> and that's not even in my notes except for the verse. So you, you, you say, Pastor, why, why do we change our, our mindset? Why does God want to give us an empire state of mind as a church? Why, why do we do this? Why do we do church the way we do why even come? Come on, I'm, I'm talking to somebody in this room. Why do we sit in rows and come to church on Sunday? Oscar's the reason why. Check this video out.
1: Hi, my name is Oscar Cabrera, and I just celebrated my first year at Brave Church. I recall the night that I came across Brave Church at a dinner party. I remember the feeling of feeling hopeless, feeling lost, uh, feeling that I didn't want to go on with my life. I I had been battling addictions. Uh, My family had gave up hope on me. I had had nothing to live for, nothing to strive for. And I stumbled upon Pastor David, and I remember having a conversation with him where he told me if I were to go all in into my faith, that life would change. I recall going to Brave Church for the first time uh, feeling nervous never met any of these people before. So many happy people to see me. And immediately I knew I wanted to be part of something. So I knew it was gonna take more than just coming to church on Sundays. I knew I had to go all in. I recall serving on the Usher team and meeting some of the greatest people that are friends to this day. Had the opportunity to be part of production, work out in the parking lot. And the more I kept doing this, I felt I belonged to a community. And during that time, I began to, to seek God more and just ask questions. What can He do in my life to become hungry for more? Being part of her, and I just began doing the work, you know, reading my Bible, staying hungry for more, being part of a community with others who like-minded people who wanna be better, wanna be positive and praise God. The last year, um, so many crazy things have happened for the better. I brought over numerous people to come to Brave Church and acknowledge Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I've had the opportunity to go back to school, graduating now in December, dreams that I'd never thought would be accomplished. And if that's not it, just recently, I was given an opportunity to work at a company for a position that I'd never thought would be possible at this time in my life. And and here I am now, and I'm gracious, and and I'm hungry, because I knew I planted that seed a year ago, and I nourished that seed, I've watered that seed, And it's going to be so fruitful to know that God is going to continue to bless me. Not just to be a blessing for myself, but to be a blessing for others. So I wanted to speak out there right now to the person who feels hopeless. That one person who feels like you don't belong here, that you don't belong anywhere. You don't feel loved. You're hurting. I just want to tell you, go all in. Go all in with Brave Church. Go all into His Word and watch what He's going to do your life.
0: Come on, how many of you know
1: that's incredible?
0: So, Pastor, how do I do that? Look, I just have a few minutes. I want to give it to you. Would you take out your notes real quick? Number one is this. If you're going to have an empire state of mind, you have to look past right now. The temptation is to not look past right now. And to only focus on what feels good right now. But listen, I'm calling you to think 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 100 years from now, what are you leaving behind? I love how Oscar said that a seed was planted. I guess my question to you is this. What seed are you planting today that will bring a harvest tomorrow in other people? Or are you just planting seeds just in yourself? But let me tell you, God has called us to be plant plant. Uh, seed planters and I love this story of Oscar because what Oscar said is that man I've been here for one year and my life has completely changed and God has restored it that's what we're talking about it's an empire state of mind that God you've changed me and I love what he said is that now he loves serving with people and all of a sudden there's been a mind switch so now he's serving other people as God is changing him God is changing me as I'm serving other people but we have to start We have to stop looking past right now. Because you know what? Many of us, we say, well, pastor, I don't feel like there's anything right now. I'm in the middle of a relational chaos right now. Or I'm in the middle of a divorce right now. I'm broke right now. No one in my family loves Jesus right now. Nobody else in my family even understands why I serve right now. No one understands why I'm in Brave Life right now. No one understands why I go all in right now. Nobody understands. But listen, I'm asking you to look past right now. Pastor, I'm still addicted right now. I still have this controlling thing in my life right now. But you've got to look past right now. You have to look past your current problem. You have to look past where you currently have stuff. Well, I'm just an angry person right now. I'm just a negative person right now. You don't understand all the stuff in my family right now. You have to look past right now. Pastor, I don't need God right now. And Some of us are so filled with pride and self-success that we don't think we need Him right now. But you have to look past right now. You'll never get to where God wants you to go if you stop. Don't stop looking at all the reasons why you can't in your life right now. Here's number two if you're taking notes. You have to stop just thinking about right now. And you have to imagine your life different. Come on. Imagine, imagine your family in 10 years from now. Imagine in the power of God in your life based on what's happening right now. I'm talking about when you go all in with God and the promise and the power of God in your life. Imagine your marriage being restored. Imagine your kids just loving Jesus. Imagine God blessing you every area of your life. Imagine God blessing you at school, blessing your business, blessing your job. Imagine God just giving you such peace and joy. Imagine everything in your life. Imagine your life making a difference in other people's lives. You've got to imagine things differently. Pastor, that just sounds like a bunch of mushy, wushy, gushy, like self-help stuff. Can I tell you? Four years ago, I remember when we had like there was hardly anyone just to fill in these like middle row I remember so many times and what I would do when I would preach is I would imagine this place completely full of people encountering God I would imagine it differently because I had to get past right now and I had to get my mind and declare over the future I had to begin to prophesy over the future of this church that this church would not be another statistic of a church that closes in Miami but this place would be a place that would be known as a house of hope Come on, and you're a part of that story. Why? Because we're called to be builders. Imagine it different. Imagine your grandkids. Imagine your great-grandkids thinking about your name and your last name and thinking that it was you who made the difference in their family. Just like I'm up here preaching, my my forefathers and relatives had no idea when they stepped away from all of that violent lifestyle that their great-grandson would be up here preaching to people in Miami, but they made the decision anyway. Let me tell you something, your generations to follow, they will praise your name, they will make you famous, they will talk about you and say, thank God that they They made a difference. Why? Because you're able to imagine it different right here. Imagine that when you're gone, that you're not known by your failures and your mistakes, but you're known that you're somebody who did the hard work to have an empire state of mind, to do the hard work to say, God, would you change me? I'm willing to go all in. So you've got to stop looking past right now. You've got to imagine it differently. Come on, are you with me? I got one more. You got time for one more? Number three, write this down. You've got to start right now. One of my favorite verses in scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11 is my favorite. One of my favorite is Genesis chapter 12, verse one. Check this verse out. Look what it says. God told Abraham, leave your country and your family and your father's home for a land that I will show you. Verse number two, watch this. I will make you a great nation and I will bless those who bless you. I will make you famous and you'll be a blessing to others. I'll bless those who bless you and I will curse those who you curse. Or I will, let me rewind that. I bless those who bless you and those who curse you, I will curse. And all the families on the earth will be blessed through you. Man, that is such a good verse. Coming back down because I got to see your face. Many times, pastors would use that verse and say, Man, God wants to bless you. Woo! Blessing on blessing on blessing on blessing on blessing (laughs) on blessing. Fill my cup, Lord. You know, like all these songs. Praises go up, the blessings come down, and all of these songs. And yeah, God wants to bless you. But the empire state of mind, watch this. Here's how it works. Go back to the first part of that verse. Verse number one. I'll bless you. That's the, the end of the verse. If you leave your country, your family, your father's home for a land, in other words, a blessing that I'll show you, but I'll only show it when you leave your comfort zone. In other words, you can't walk into something until you're ready to leave something. You can't walk into something until you're ready to walk out of something. Many of us, we want to walk into God's blessing. We want God, but we're not willing to walk out of some other things in our life. You see, God told Abram, I'm going to bless you. Oh my gosh, I'm going to bless you. People are going to talk about you for thousands of years. And look, we are. You're like, well, how do you know God keeps his promise? Look at the promise he made to Abram 2,000, 4,000 years ago. And we're still talking about it. He said, I'll make you famous. And all of your descendants will be planet shakers, world changers. But you're going to have to leave something that's familiar. Some of us, we're going to have to leave. He says, even this. I'm going to go ahead and put verse number one. I'll tell you what to change it because this is so good. First number one is so good. I want you to even leave your family. Come on, how many know in Miami? That's tough. Hashtag family first, family over everything. You know, what? he's not saying to leave your family. He's not saying to disown your family. You know what he's saying? Oh, this is so good. He's saying some of some of you you're going to have to leave your family mentality because your family mentality was only defeat. Your family mentality was all the things wrong and God said I'm not a a wrong finder I'm a solution finder. Some of us our family their their mentality was man the holidays are coming I can't wait to get drunk but something inside of you is saying I've got to leave that mentality. The holidays are coming I can't wait to see someone's life built through our Christmas services through an invite all of a sudden the empire state of mind begins to change and, and I love you. I appreciate you dad. I appreciate You my brother, but I can't think like that. I remember. I remember some of my best friends, and I had family members when we moved to Miami. They're like, You're crazy. Don't you do that? Don't you do like I had more people try to talk me out of moving back down here, and you know what I had to do? I had to leave some of my family, and I had to leave some of my friends. I didn't disown them, but I left that mentality behind. I've got major addictions and strongholds in my family tree. You study my name. There's some crazy stuff. And in my generation, I still have to make the choice that I'm walking away from that family thing. I had I had a second cousin reach out to me on Facebook. Y'all, social media is so dangerous because it is crazy. Some of you, your old flames are reaching out to you, friends that you haven't talked. I mean, it's crazy and I had a second cousin reach out to me and he knew I was going to New York to go preach he's like oh you're in New York yeah I own this club now in New York I can tell you the name if if you've been around that you you would know the name he's like I want you to come and I'm going to give you the VIP and show everyone my my, my cousin who's a pastor in Miami (laughs) I didn't do it you know why? because I know I'm one choice away from compromising everything that God's entrusted to me do you know why? Because once something's been broken in my family, I'm like, devil, you're not going to get that seed back in again. Because there's been an empire. There's been a switch. Because I have a son. His name is Britain, And he's going to be a man of God. He's going to be favored of God. He's going to carry on this empire state of mind. So, no. so guess what? If you want to meet for some coffee, I'll meet you at Starbucks. You know what? Listen, listen. Let me close with this: When you have an empire state of mind, all of a sudden everything—the filter, how you look—begins to change. Because you know what? You're not living for the right now. All of a sudden, you say, "I'm starting right now," but I'm not living for the right now. There's issues. Some of it. Listen, some of you are going through hell on earth today. Some of you are fighting this battle with your spirit and flesh. And man, there's this war that is raging. And some of you, your friends are pulling on you. And some of you, your old way of life is pulling on you. I've come here today to let you know that you can break that in Jesus' name. You can walk in deliverance in Jesus' name. on, I'm here to tell you that this is the day that you say, as for me and my house, oh, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to walk with authority. We're going to have power. We're going to take dominion. Is anybody in this room ready to go there today? Is anybody here say, I want to have an empire? State of mind. Come on, I want you to stand to your feet with me all across this room. My God. Man, I feel God is shifting some things in this atmosphere. All of a sudden, you realize, watch, 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 watch. Do you know, temptation is not a sin, right? Man, we're all tempted to go back to our old way of living. I am. Like, every day. Some of you, that makes you insecure to hear your pastor say that, but one of our core values is authenticity. We're going to keep it real. I'm gonna keep it real because I always grew up with pastors and I thought I could never be like them, so I might as well just go into the world because there's this personification; they were so perfect and, and and all this stuff. And so, so what that does right now I means just saying that it breaks itself off with some of you because you, now all of a sudden you're like, "Well, I can do this," but but you know what makes temptation? Because temptation is not a sin. But you know what makes temptation a lot less appealing is when you live for purpose. When you live, like, like, not for today, I was on the plane, and my cousin hits me up with that. It was not, there was like a split second where I thought, oh, well, I need to go win him over because he's a family member. But all of a sudden, purpose kicked in. Come on, say, kick in. All of a sudden, that purpose just, boom, kicked in. I was on the plane. I bought the little Wi-Fi thing on the plane that's horrible. Don't ever do it. It's a waste of money. And, and I was sitting there, and I'd sent a text, and it didn't go through. And so then when I landed, because when I was sitting on the plane, purpose kicked in and all of a sudden I'm like, it's a no brainer. There's no way I'm going. Because at that nightclub, it looked like all the stuff that I used to be into. So I'm walking into the devil's territory out of what God's called me out of. How many of you know it's a setup? and I've got to say it so that I can expose it because that may not be your thing, but you have other things. And you better know the enemy wants to set you up. Oh, he doesn't like this word that you're getting in your heart right now. And he's already planning a setup for Monday. So you got to know, if I'm living for purpose, not for today, purpose is long term, baby. I'm going to leave a legacy. I'm going to leave an empire state of mind for my kids. My great grandkids are going to come visit me somewhere on the beach and say, granddad, thank you so much. come on you can do it church we can do it come on this church exists for thousands of people that aren't even here yet come on let's be builders come on let's have an empire state of mind some of you need to jump and begin after this service because it's clicking do it now start now start today you want a healthy marriage start today you want your kids to get on fire start today you want to stop thinking negative thoughts start today come on you want to be on fire start today don't wait start today on, some of you need to start today to say, you know what, I don't care if the Dolphins play at 1 o'clock next Sunday, I'm going to be here, because i got an empire state of mind, come on, let me talk to you, your family is worth fighting for, sir, we had a room full of men here for our men's event, it was packed out, packed out with men, and I'm so encouraged by that, because you know what, men, come on, let's start being men and fight for our families, man, let's fight for this empire, you can do it. I know you feel like, man, I've got so many things i got to work out when I get my life together. No, 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 start now, start now, start now. It is a lie of the enemy to wait. It is a lie of the enemy that you got to get things better in your life. No, start now in your mess, in your junk, in your addictions, in your pain, in your anger. Start today. Ma'am, come on. I know people have hurt you and you carry hurt and remorse and brokenheartedness from the past. But today, if you start today, I promise you, God will show up in your life and he will break off things from your life guess what I'm saying is man we we gotta break off some mindsets and say God give me an empire state of mind Jesus today God I thank you so much for, for my friends here God I thank you that there is such unison in our hearts that every one of us God we we are fighting but we are winning and as long as we are connected to the kingdom this isn't Pastor David's kingdom we're not trying just to fill buildings. We're trying to see people's lives being transformed. We're not praying that there's be more services, more campuses just so that we can have more people, but we're wanting transformed people, God, to come into the kingdom to have breakthrough, God. Lord, we believe that, that, God, you're sending a wave of revival into Miami. God, you've called us to be builders. Every person in this room is here intentionally because you needed them to hear this. So I pray, God, that every mom and dad would be empire-minded with their children. God, I pray that every young person would be empire-minded over their schools. God, I pray that collectively we as a church would be empire-minded, God, for our city. That this church would not exist for us. God, we don't come to church to check something off. We come to church to get ready for battle, God. We come to church to get ready to push back the kingdom of darkness. And God, I need these people. God, these people need me. We need each other. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would transform our minds that there would be breakthrough in this room. We cancel the attack and the lie of the enemy over every person in Jesus' name. Uh, There's a man in this room. Come on, I, I can point you out. You've been highlighted in this room the entire service. Here's what I know over you. On the outside, things look good things look put together but on the inside you are still as crushed and wounded as you were when you were a young man as you were a little boy and you walk with that hurt in your life and you have this outer shell that just pushes through the pain and you're pushing through with all of the the toughness and the tough facade on the outside but God is saying sir wants to heal you of that he wants to redeem the hurt he wants to redeem what's happened to you God's going to use that pain for a purpose come on you know who I'm talking to you know you know you're here you know that God is talking to you so God says today could be a day of freedom but you're going to have to go all in you're going to have to go all in both feet jump in jump in jump in today jump in today I know today's been a little bit of a different service man, God, every service I'm telling you is so completely different here's how I want to end this you're here today and you say, Pastor, today I need God to change my mind, I need an empire state of mind, come on if that's you in this room, all across this room I want you to lift your hand as high as you can I need God to change my mind come on Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look around. Come on, look around. Look at this. We're all in this together. Somebody that told you that church is for perfect people, they lied to you. Come on, but we're going to get through this together. Put your hand up. Let me tell you something. Your pastor needs you. Would everyone do me a favor? Would, Would you just everyone just look at me in the eye? Come on, look me in the eye. I need you. I need you to be here every Sunday. Because this vision, this mission, mission in Miami, is too big. Come on, I, I just need us to be prioritized. And we, our room, this room is packed, right? So it's not like because we need people. Like, but but I need you. I need you because the burden of this in Miami is too intense. So I never do this, and I've not done this in any other service. But I'm going to be as transparent with you as I can. I need you to help me build I need you to not be offended at anything be unoffendable because you know what sometimes the vision of doing this thing is so stinking heavy and I need you man I need you to rise up we have a serve ratio here at Brave Church it's something like nine women to every man what up like what up with that and so as a pastor as a man let me tell you something don't come pat me on the shoulder and say hey pastor we're with you if you're not with me I need other men around me and we gotta build this thing Now, we're at four services packed out. I'm saying this from a position of victory. We are winning. But outside these walls, outside these walls, there are millions of people that need the power of Jesus Christ. So I'm asking you, be here. Pray for me. Hold my hands up. And we're gonna hold yours up. I'm gonna preach my heart out and help you as much as I can. But come on, we gotta fight for this thing. We gotta fight for people. We gotta fight for the kingdom. Let's do this. Let's go for God. Somebody give God a shout of praise today. Come on. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.